I'm Zach Cohen. And I'm Miguel Munoz, and welcome to the Top 3 Podcast. Welcome to the Top 3 Podcast. I'm Miguel, here with Zach. Today we're going to be talking about college football. Our four segments today will be the best conferences in the NCAA, the best rivalries um, in college football, our Heisman picks, and our college football playoff picks and winner. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have a exciting guest today. I'm, I don't actually know if exciting is the right word, but we move on. The designer of our incredible logo, Alex Chen. Alex, say something about yourself. Sup, I'm Alex. I'm a longtime suffering Longhorns fan, and I have terrible, terrible takes, and I'm ready to share them with you guys. I don't think this will count as a terrible take, but Texas is, matter of fact, not back. All right, okay. No need for personal attacks. We just started. Come on. <laughs> Let's get on with it. Let's start off with the best conference in the NCAA. Alex, take us away. So for number three, I got Mountain West. Um, I know they haven't played any games, but they're technically undefeated, so I'm going to clue them in three. Yeah, I mentioned I like the Sun Belt, too. Coastal Car- um, Carolina. I'm just saying. They're ranked higher than Texas, Oklahoma, LSU. I think they're. I think they're, it's a pretty decent conference, considering what they are. And then for my top, I got to go with the ACC. No conference has more ranked teams. I mean, they have Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, UNC, Virginia Tech, NC State. I mean, they're a, good, they're a really good conference, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, two somewhat surprising picks there in Mountain West and Sun Belt. But I go for the underdogs, man. I'm an, I'm an underdog, you know? I, I, I could have said SEC. Could have been basic like that. But no, I got, I got to be bold. In third place, I have the Mid-American Conference, the MAC. I know what you're thinking. Zach, the teams there suck. Who's their best team? Ball State, Western Michigan, Northern Illinois? Yeah. Okay, maybe. The teams aren't great. But you know what they offer that Noza Conference offers? Tuesday and Wednesday night football. Nothing is like maction in the middle of the week when you have nothing to watch. Just turn on the MAC. It's not great quality. But you know what? It's college football to watch, and it's better than whatever crappy TV shows on, like, whatever crappy TV shows being streamed. In second place, I have the ACC. Alex touched base on this a little bit earlier. The only reason I don't have them first is because I'm not sure if Notre Dame will be in the conference next year. I don't think they will. And Notre Dame is probably the second best team in the conference. Miami looked okay. UNC looked okay-ish. But apart from that, there's really, most of the teams there just aren't very good. FSU has been terrible. There's just a lot of weak teams, and Clemson has been dominating them all so much this season. And yes, Clemson's a great team. However, if this was truly such a strong conference, these teams wouldn't be getting steamrolled year in, year out by one specific team. And in first, I have the SEC. It's the conference you think about when you think about college football. You think about schools such as Alabama, Arkansas, schools where the state doesn't have any professional NFL teams or professional sport teams. So that's that's the state's favorite team. Yeah, UCLA and USC are cool in the Pac-12, but people in LA, are there's so many other professional teams that they have other teams to care about. In Arkansas, nobody cares about Arkansas basketball. No one cares about anything really, other sports, local sports, except for Arkansas football. Same goes with Alabama. It is Alabama and Auburn, or without a doubt, the two biggest and most followed teams in the state of Alabama. And it's really interesting to see how, how everybody in the state, you're either an Alabama or Auburn fan, and how you just pick a side like that. Also, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, not the best teams, but they have, this, in my opinion, one of the strongest rivalries. Two teams that truly have an absolute hatred for each other. DK Metcalf and AJ Brown taunted the Mississippi State fans after 
when it was Ole Miss a few years ago. Players will pretend to pee on the field as a way of stirring something up. It's just, you. these are two teams that you know hate each other, and you know when you watch it, you're going to get an entertaining and exciting, if not downright dirty game. Miguel, what do you have? So in third, I have the Pac-12. Um, I think this is a kind of underrated conference. The only two ranked teams as of now are Oregon and USC, but they haven't uh, started a season yet, so that's understandable. But I think uh, both Washington and Utah will definitely uh, make a climb into the top 25. So I think that conference has a lot of uh, potential to be um, really interesting to see. Second, I have the Big Ten. Uh, They have Ohio State, Michigan, um, Penn State, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska. There's just so many rivalries in there. They have so many ranked teams, and that makes for a lot of good games during the season. And those big games are just like Ohio State, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. They never seem to disappoint. Um, and the Big Ten Championship is always something to look forward to. And in first, I have the SEC. I hate to admit it, but I do think that the SEC is a, bit, a better conference than the Big Ten. Um, they consistently produce two top five teams uh, throughout every season since the CFP started. Um, this year, the big teams are Alabama, uh, Texas A&M, who's been really good in my opinion, uh, Georgia and uh, Florida and Tennessee. Um, and they just have been good consistently in this year. I think they're the best conference. Yeah, the SEC is often regarded as one of the top conferences in the in college football. And Miguel and I both agreed on that. Alex, I don't know exactly what you were going with, but we move on. Welcome back to the Top 3 Podcast. We're now on our second segment. We're going to be going over best rivalries. Um, I think this is the best part of college football, main reason to watch. So, Alex, why don't you start us off? All right. As a Texas fan, we got to mention the Red River rivalry. I mean, even the most casual of Texas fans hate Oklahoma with all their heart. I mean, it's 558 and OU still sucks. I also want to mention Notre Dame um, and USC. I mean, the only time they ever stopped playing this rivalry is during a world war. And that should really tell you something about how serious this is. I mean, they've played every single year since forever, the exception being World War II. And, you know, got to mention Mississippi State and Old Miss. I mean, this is like the ugliest, nastiest series in all of college football. I mean, there's three holidays in Mississippi, Christmas, Easter, and Egg Bowl Day. Egg Bowl Day is also Thanksgiving, so that was already a holiday in Mississippi, Alex. Well, but I think Egg Bowl Day is, is bigger than Thanksgiving. I'm just saying. In third place, I have the Red River rivalry. Alex touched upon it. But one thing that makes this rivalry so special is most rivalries, they play on rivalry week, the last week of the regular season. No, they play this game in one of the first weeks of the season. And what's in- incredible about this is for Alabama-Auburn, they either play it in Auburn or in Tuscaloosa. For the Red River rivalry, they never play it in Norman, Oklahoma. They never play it in Austin, Texas. They always play it in a stadium halfway in between it at the Cotton Bowl. And, I- and you- when you watch the game in a normal year, you see that the stadium, half the stadium is orange for Texas, the other half is red for Oklahoma. And I think that's really special to see how it's a true neutral ground stadium. And it's a game that no team has the home field advantage. So you can easily see who's the, actually the better team. And also it's cool that they're, it's such a big deal. It's not treated like any other game. They know how big of a deal it is. So they, they built the Cotton Bowl specifically for that. And I think that's really cool. In second place, I have Auburn-Bama. 
if when you hear Auburn Bama and you don't think of Chris Davis's last second field goal return for touchdown, what are you doing? It's one of, if not the most iconic moments in college football history. It decided a national championship. Alabama and Auburn have historically been two of the best teams in college football. This game has decided decided like three national championships in a row. It decides it decides countless SEC titles, and it is a game that has truly large ramifications for the rest of the season and for college football as a whole. And number one, I also got the Egg Bowl, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Neither of these teams are the best. No one say, no one thinks that Mississippi State is anywhere nearly as good as Bama. Yet these two teams hate each other so so much. It is insane to see. Physical fights break out in the field pretty much every year. A.J. Brown lived in Starkville, where Mississippi State is, and went to Ole Miss, which garnered him a lot of hate from, from Mississippi State fans. D.K. Metcalf, after scoring a touchdown against Mississippi State in Starkville, pretended to pee on the field as a sign of disrespect. And this is just one of those games where Mississippi State fan and Ole Miss fan, they could go 1-10 all season. But if that one win is, is in the egg bowl, they'll be happy with the season. And I think that's truly special how these teams they just care so much about destroying their opposition and winning the egg bowl every year miguel what do you have um so in third i had florida versus um florida state um i always love the um in-state rivalries which is why i also think uh, mississippi state versus ole miss is a good one although i didn't mention it this one, I mean, hasn't really been good in recent years, especially because Florida State hasn't been um, on top of their game. But um, hit historically, it's been a really good um, rivalry. Happens, I think, every year. And, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites to watch. Uh, second, I have Alabama versus Auburn, um, another in-state rivalry. As you mentioned, Zach, the kick six is one of the best college football memories um recently and every year even if auburn's bad i mean alabama's never bad but even if auburn's bad they always seem to put up a a fight so it's always a good um rivalry to watch as well and also one of my favorites to watch and first as an ohio state fan i think i had to put this but even if i wasn't i think this is definitely the best uh rivalry in college football ohio state versus michigan in the game like you mentioned in the Egg Bowl, the hate between these two teams is just crazy. I think both uh, locker rooms um, have a countdown timer from the exact for the exact time that they're going to play each other. Even the second after the game ends, they have a timer um, starting up. And I think both these teams, even though recently both of them have been very good, both uh, just play for this game and uh, want nothing more than to beat the other team. So that's uh, my number one. Yeah, one example of the true hatred between these two teams was one year, the Michigan State bus, they were driving back to Michigan and had to go through Ohio. They were The bus was low on gas, but they refused to stop in Ohio just because they hated the state so much and were convinced that the gas there was for some reason worse than it would be in Indiana or Michigan. And during rivalry week, you can see all over Ohio State's campus on their social media feed, they put an X wherever the letter M is supposed to be. And that's, I think, something that's, one, unique, but it's also really cool to see how the measures they'll go to just to demonstrate their hatred for each other.
welcome back to the Top 3 Podcast. We're now on to our third segment of the College Football episode where we're going to be talking about our Heisman picks for this 2020 season. Alex, take us away. Well, I mean, concerning COVID and everything that's happening this year, it's pretty hard to predict a Heisman. I mean, usually you would have two to three front runners for the pick, but this year it's sort of anybody's guess. I mean, I mean, for God's sake, KJ Costillo was a, was a was a Heisman candidate like a couple weeks ago. And come on, now he's been benched for a freshman. But if I had to guess, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the obvious pick. He's head above everybody else. He's obviously going to go first in the draft. But uh, besides him, I'm sleeper pick, Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Um, it's been uh, 11 years since a non-quarterback one. Um, four if you count Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. But... Look, Pitts is responsible for a third of Trask's passing yards. He has seven touchdowns and 16.1 yards a catch. I mean, that's just incredible and unheard of. The fact that uh, Kyle Trash is even, you know, in the running for Heisman is because he has Pitts. Pitts is the reason this guy is even, you know, considered. But, um, you know, the Texas fan of me also wants to say Shane Bouchel. I mean, he's been great for SMU. I mean, they're undefeated right now. They're on a hot streak. And he's not, you know, he's not, you know, top five, but I think he could be a sleeper pick. I think if he keeps up his play, he can definitely, uh, he can definitely win it. He's a chance. Didn't want to be the person who just get, did the three people who are on top with the betting odds right now, but I feel like I'm going to have to be it. In third place, I have Mac Jones, 1,500 yards, 78% passing, 12 TDs. End of the day, he plays for Alabama. One of the easier jobs you can have in college football being the quarterback for them. Like, and he has a good defense. He has great weapons around him. as in the G. Harris, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, just to name a few. But the thing is, if he can lead into an SEC title, which is very, very possible to happen, and Clemson stumble somewhere, Ohio State don't win a don't win the Big Ten. He has to be the front runner for the Heisman because we he's been great this season, and there's no reason to think he won't. In second place, I got Justin Fields. I mean, he's so good. A true dual threat quarterback. Since he hasn't played at all this season, I can't give any stats for that. But last season, he had 750 rushing yards, 3,200 passing yards, and a ridiculous combined 55 TDs, which is just truly insane. He also had a pretty good 67% passing. But Ohio State's another one of those teams where if they win out, win the Big Ten, again, very possible, and Clemson or Alabama stumble, he has to be the front runner to win it. But in first place, I got Clemson. I got Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. I did mention if Clemson stumble, but why would they stumble? They've been truly dominant this season. They've just, they destroyed Georgia Tech by like 60 points last week. They beat the U who were in the top 10 at the time. Again, and that, as I mentioned earlier, there's only one team in the ACC that really has any chance at slowing Clemson down. And that's Notre Dame. I think that Clemson's a much better team right now than Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they, they haven't been too convincing recently. Trevor Lawrence this season, 1,500 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and he threw his first pick this weekend. First pick in over a year, which is just truly insane, and it shows how good he's been. Again, he has really good targets around him and Justin Ross and and Travis Etienne, and I think that right now Clemson are the favorite to be the number one seed in the college football playoff, and if they continue doing that, there's no reason Trevor Lawrence isn't the Heisman winner. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Trevor Lawrence should be top three. He's not my front runner for the Heisman, but uh, that's just me. So uh, my honorable mention, because I, I think I have to mention this, um, 
Uh, Travis Etienne, uh, running back for Clemson, who's been tearing it up recently. But the only reason I don't think he's going to be a front runner at the end of the season is because one, he's a running back in in a game that's dominated by quarterbacks um, getting trophies. It's re- it's going to be really hard for him, especially because he has Trevor Lawrence as his QB. So I don't think he's going to be able to one keep up the production or two get the recognition he he deserves the rest of the season. Um, but anyways, third, I have Trevor Lawrence, Zach, you mentioned it. He's been crazy this season. Um, and I think Clemson will probably go undefeated. I don't think Notre Dame will even be able to put up a fight. Um, definitely overrated. Um, and I think he's going to put up great stats co- uh, coming into the CFP. So I think he will definitely be someone that the, the that will be considered. Second, I have someone that I don't think most people would put on their top three, but I think is a sleeper, uh, and that's Jalen Waddell, who's a receiver from Alabama. Uh, he has like 600 yards and four touchdowns this season on a wide receiver roster from on Alabama. That's really good. Um, and Mac Jones has been good as well. I'll give the uh, credit that he deserves, but Jalen Waddell has been uh, great as a receiver, and I think – he deserves a lot of the credit for why Mac Jones has been so good and as well as about Alabama offense. Um, and first I have Justin Fields hasn't played a game yet, but I just know as an Ohio state fan, he's uh, determined. Uh, and I think that he's going to come back even stronger this season after the defeat to Clemson. And I just, I think this Ohio state team will definitely um, be up there with Clemson as a top two team. So I think uh, Fields is right there with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, Fields, Lawrence, they're the presumptive two of the top three quarterbacks who will go in the upcoming draft. So this will... No. You know what? The thing is, like... I still have love for him. The thing is, Lawrence and Fields play on teams that have a legitimate chance at winning the college football playoff. Buchel doesn't. Yeah, well, that just... That's a testament to how much he's done with the talent around him. Look, you can say whatever you want, but SMU does not have the same talent that Clemson and Ohio State does. He's doing more with less. I respect I respect what he's done, but even even at SMU, like that's still he's still not at the same level that Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields is or will be. But okay. I just I think even if he was good, even if he what should have been, nobody's gonna consider him. Yeah, then I think Bums, is a good Yeah, I like Kyle Pitts a lot as a pick. He's been, for lack of a better word, utterly dominant so far this season. Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of our college football episode. We're now going to be talking about our college football playoff picks and our winner for the national championship this 2020 season. Alex, why don't you start us off with your picks? You know, even though the season just started, I think we have a pretty good sense of um, who's going to play in the playoffs and what the game is going to be. I'm going with Clemson, Ohio State, with the winner being Clemson. Um, But I got Clemson's number one seed, Alabama's the second, Ohio State is a third, and just to be bold, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I got a good feeling about them. Not good odds, not good betting odds, but you know what? I got a good feeling, and, you know, I'm going to trust that. The Cincinnati pick, it's bold. I mean, I guess if there's any year for it to happen, this might be it. The Big 12 looks really weak. Uh, Pac-12 is the Pac-12. So I guess there, it's possible that maybe Clemson, Ohio State, Bama win out 
No other team has less than two losses. And then maybe they let Cincinnati in, but I still don't see it happening. They didn't let UCF in, and UCF had a better resume. This is uh, this is the only re- the only situation where that happens is now Texas A and M and Georgia, who are my two front runners for fourth seed right now. If they both have one loss, so if they get another loss and Cincinnati goes undefeated and looks good, it's possible. But I don't think so. Yeah, I just think that the committee cares so much about strength of schedule, and Cincinnati is always going to have a weaker strength of schedule than any SEC or Big Ten team. So, all right. Well, I mean. Look, the top three are obvious. I think everybody, I think all of us are going to say Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. But I think, hey, I think there's no harm in putting in a little bold fourth seed. I mean, it could be Georgia. It could be Texas A&M. But my, my heart's set on Cincinnati, all right? I think I got a good feeling about it. My first seed, it's Clemson. They've just looked so good. And they have the best player in college football in Trevor Lawrence. No reason for them to slow down. Second seed, I also have Ohio State. We haven't seen anything from them. But... If Justin Fields progresses, they're just going to be so good again. And there's no Big Ten team that can really threaten them except for maybe Penn State, but I think they're much better than Penn State. In third place, a little bit of a curveball, Georgia. Here's how I think this could happen. Maybe if they beat Bama in the SEC championship game, which is very possible. If that hap- if that were to happen, then they would be this then they could be the third seed in the playoff with one loss in the SEC champion. But my fourth seed, Oklahoma State. They went out go undefeated and win the Big 12, they'll make, they'll make the playoff. Not Oklahoma, Boo. Oklahoma State. I know. I still hate Oklahoma State. Okay. Boo. Led by Chubba Hubbard. And I think that would be really interesting to see. What would the committee do? Would they take a one-loss non-conference champion Bama team or an undefeated conference champion Oklahoma State team? I say they take Oklahoma State after all the times they've taken Oklahoma in the playoff. Why not take Oklahoma State again? And in my national championship, Clemson beating Georgia. Ohio State gets screwed by a terrible ref call in the semifinal again. But yeah, that's my picks. Miguel, what do you have? Those, okay, Zach, I'm sorry to say this, but those are some terrible picks. But, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, my top four teams in at the end of the season going into the college football playoff. Um, I, first seed, I think I have Clemson. I don't, I think they're just going to destroy everybody in their path. And Notre Dame will look good on the resume for the committee. Uh, second, I have Alabama. They don't face anyone notable except for Auburn the rest of the season. Third, I have Ohio State. They're going to have some some tough tough matchups. They're going to play Penn State on Halloween and Michigan, but I think they're going to go undefeated this season and win the Big Ten Championship for the fourth straight season. Um, and fourth, uh, this is I think this is a sleeper pick. I don't think you guys will agree with it, but I have Oregon. Um, I mentioned how I thought the Pac-12 was really underrated, and I think Oregon is gonna is gonna burst onto the scene, quickly go into the top ten after the after uh, week one, and I think they'll win the Pac-12 because there's not much other competition that um, is on their level, and the committee has to respect an undefeated a team that's in the Power Five that has a conference championship, so I think Oregon makes it. But I think Clemson is going to destroy Oregon, and I think Ohio State will uh, scrape by Alabama. Uh, the Alabama's defense is just not good enough. Um, and in the national championship, a little biased, but I've got Ohio State beating Clemson. I think this is our is, this is the revenge year for Ohio State, um, and Justin Fields is going to be ready. And I think they've been thinking about this their entire season uh, coming up, coming into the season. They've been thinking about 
their loss. So I think they're going to win. I think Oregon is even a worse is a worse fourth seed than Cincinnati. I mean, look at their strength of schedule. How? Who do they actually play? No, no, no. But this, if, this is besides the point. They they're a power five team. Yeah, if they win out, going to leave out a power even this season. Nobody's going to leave out a power five team that's undefeated and has won their conference championship. No, I think Washington's going to beat them uh, in December. I don't think they're win out. I. I think Washington's gonna take the big uh, Pac-12. Do you think Washington will be undefeated then? Undefeated? No, I don't think they're good enough for that. But okay. I definitely don't think I don't think either team's gonna win out in the Pac-12. I mean, I feel like the top three slots we know will go to probably Clemson, Ohio State, most likely Bama, unless George or unless Georgia win the SEC. But the fourth slot's going to be a really interesting battle to see who can win it. I think Georgia is definitely the safe pick. I think. I mean, if you go to, if I was a betting person, I would say Georgia, but you know, I actually think Georgia is definitely the safe pick. Better chance than Georgia, but that's that's because I think Texas A&M is um, under the radar. But I see it happening if Georgia gets if if as Georgia for the fourth seed. I don't want to see Georgia get the fourth seed just because. I mean, I want to see some new teams in the playoffs this year. You know, I I mean, flame my Cincinnati pick all you want. But imagine how fun it would be to see Cincinnati, to see the Bearcats in the playoffs. And lose by like 50 points in Clemson. Destroyed. It's like, yeah. imagine how fun it would be to see Notre Dame in the playoffs facing Clemson. Oh, wait, they lost 31-0. Yeah, exactly. End of the day, we haven't seen enough of an, a lot of teams to be able to decide really who we think will make the college football playoff. We all have Ohio State in our top two. We haven't seen them play a single game. There's a, they could have taken a massive step back this offseason. Most likely they didn't. But they, there's a chance that they they're much much worse. And there's a chance that Cincinnati takes the four spot. I mean, I'm just saying we don't know this. This this year is a weird year. This Corona, the committee might have a different you know different mindset going into the the picks. Alex, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. If you ever need someone to have terrible terrible picks, I'm always here. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the top three podcast. If we need any hot takes, we'll be putting them there for you to respond to. Our next episode is going to be movies. We'll be released next Monday. You'll be able to listen to it wherever you're listening to this. Thanks for listening. I'm Zach Cohen. I'm Miguel Munoz, and this is the top three podcast. Done.